Hello, everyone, and welcome to the News Around the NFL podcast, where we talk about what is happening in the NFL football world. I am your host, Gage Burlingame, and I'm here to catch you all up on the news and updates around the NFL. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and let's talk some football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the News Around the NFL podcast. I am Gage Burlingame, and I will be your host for today's podcast. We are now moving into the conference championships in the NFL playoffs as we are down to the final four teams. And so today we're going to go over some news and notes around the league. We're going to talk about the matchups from last week and talk about the upcoming matchups this weekend. And then we're also going to go over the NFL honor finalists for each award, and I'm going to predict who I think will win each award. So, with that being said, let's get into the news. So, I'll be providing news from JPA Football on Instagram. If you guys want to go give them a follow, that is where I get most of my NFL news. So, to start off, we have the Cowboys could use their franchise tag on running back Tony Pollard to prevent him from hitting free agency. So, Tony Pollard is going to be a free agent. Um, The Cowboys could use the franchise tag on him, which I think that'll probably be what they do. Now, I don't know if Pollard will have the intention of playing on the franchise tag, but he is also he just went through surgery to uh, uh, fix his ankle, I believe. I think he had an ankle sprain, and he also broke his fibula. So that's going to be about maybe a three- to six-month recovery. So he should be ready by the beginning of the season. Um, so that could hurt his contract talks a little bit. So I think it would make sense for Tony Pollard to take the franchise tag and then possibly go into uh, free agency next season and try to get a bigger deal. Ian Rappaport says on the Pat McAfee show that he thinks the Packers could trade Aaron Rodgers if they got the right deal. So Aaron Rodgers uh, in the final game of the season against the Lions uh, kept his Packers jersey because maybe he thought that would be his last game as a Packer. Uh, He still hasn't decided whether or not he's going to be playing next season or if uh, he's going to retire. And if he does play next season, will he be with the Packers or another team? Um, but there's been a lot of rumors going around that he could be traded to an AFC team. I believe the Packers did come out and say if they are going to trade Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be to an AFC team so that they don't have to play him uh, too many times um, and possibly meet him in the playoffs. Um, But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he hasn't decided fully on what he's going to do, Um, but if he does uh, decide that he wants to play again next year, um, then it'll be interesting to see whether he'll be playing for the Packers or if he'll be traded to a team like the Jets. Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott is willing to take a pay cut if it means he gets to stay in Dallas. So Ezekiel Elliott, he's still one of the higher paid running backs in the league. Uh, I can't remember exactly how much he's being paid per year, but it's a pretty good amount. And he signed a huge contract back in, I believe it was 2018, 2019. Um, but now he just doesn't really look the same. And I'm sure Dallas is, has looked into possibly cutting him. But uh, Zeke has came out and said that he is willing to take a pay cut if he, that means he gets to stay. And I'm sure Dallas is going to look into doing that because with the way Zeke's playing right now, he's not really worth that much money. And I'm sure that they're possibly looking into franchise tagging Tony Pollard because from what we've seen this season, Tony Pollard is definitely the better running back than Zeke. Jets owner Woody Johnson would happily acquire Aaron Rodgers in a trade, even if it involved multiple first. The Packers will explore the idea of trading Rodgers to an AFC team. 
So like I said earlier, if Rodgers does play next year, he will most likely be traded. And if he does get traded, it will be to an AFC team. So I think two teams that make the most sense is the Jets and the Raiders. Because both of those teams, both of those teams are going to be looking for a new quarterback. As the Jets, uh, right now, they're not really impressed with Zach Wilson. And uh, Mike White is pretty much in line to be the starter next season. But he's also going to be a free agent. So the Jets are looking for a quarterback right now, and the Raiders are looking for a quarterback because it looks like they're going to be moving on from Derek Carr. And it would be pretty cool to see Aaron Rodgers reunite with Devontae Adams in Vegas. The Jaguars and tight end Evan Ingram both have interest in a contract extension. Ingram enjoyed a career year in Jacksonville, racking up a career high in receptions and yards. So Evan Ingram had a he had a career year with Jacksonville, and he only signed a one-year contract with them, so he is technically a free agent. And I think Ingram, I think he's going to definitely re-sign with Jacksonville because what what we saw from him in Jacksonville was what the Giants should have done with him. I mean, giving the ball in open space, and he's he's really, really fast for a tight end. And, I mean, he looked really good. Trevor Lawrence loved throwing him the ball, and I'm sure Trevor Lawrence is telling the Jaguars front office, hey, we need to keep this guy. And I'm sure that Evan Ingram is going to stay with Jacksonville for the for a possibly maybe like a three- or four-year extension because that's just how much he means to the offense. Albert Breer thinks that the Cardinals may only be able to fetch a day-two pick for wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins due to age, injuries, and being due $19.4 million next season. Breer goes on to say that it might make more sense to keep Hopkins rather than trading him. So the Cardinals have came out and said that they'd be willing to listen to offers for DeAndre Hopkins, and it seems like... Because of the amount of money um, that he's uh, due for next season and his age and the amount of injuries that he's had, um, some teams are a little bit skeptical about it. I mean, we all know how good DeAndre Hopkins is, but some teams probably aren't willing to pay too much draft capital to get him because of his age and you know the amount of money that it costs to get him. So it probably makes more sense for Arizona to keep him, and I think they should keep him. I mean... Uh, Arizona is looking for a new head coach. I mean, Kyler Murray is still there. Hopefully he'll be able to recover fast enough to start uh, at the beginning of next season. And I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is still a very good receiver. I mean, we saw him after coming back from his suspension. He's still a very good wide receiver. So I think Arizona should keep him. Jets Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Namath said he'd be willing to unretire his number 12 jersey number if it would help to get Aaron Rodgers to New York. So, again, the Jets are really looking into getting Aaron Rodgers. And if they do get uh, Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay, then Joe Namath is willing to unretire his number to give it to Aaron Rodgers. So, I don't know, maybe that'll convince him to come to New York. But, again, Aaron Rodgers has not uh, decided on what he's going to do. But the Jets are really, really looking into Aaron Rodgers right now. The Jets are hiring former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. So they fired Mike LaFleur, and now they are signing uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who was the former head coach for the Denver Broncos. Didn't have a great career there, but he has previously been the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars and the Packers, and he's had pretty good success as an offensive coordinator. So I think this is a pretty good signing for them, and maybe they're trying to convince Aaron Rodgers to reunite with his former offensive coordinator, but I mean... Either way, I think it's a good signing for the Jets. The Panthers are hiring former Colts head coach Frank Reich to be their next head coach. So we have our first head coach hiring of the offseason. Well, 
not the offseason because we still have the playoffs, but you know what I mean. So we have the first head coach hiring, and Frank Reich will return to Carolina. And a fun fact about Frank Reich, he was the first quarterback to ever start for the Carolina Panthers when they first became a franchise. And he threw the very first Carolina Panthers touchdown in franchise history. So I thought that was pretty cool. And now he's coming back to Carolina and he will be their next head coach. And I thought that Steve Wilkes probably would have been the head coach for Carolina because he stepped in as the interim head coach after they fired Matt rule. And he did a pretty good job. And I'm sure that Steve Wilkes is still probably looking into a head coaching job elsewhere, but if he cannot find a head coaching job elsewhere, I'm sure that he'll stay as the defensive coordinator for Carolina. So that is it for the news. Now let's move on to a review of the divisional round weekend. So we'll talk about the Saturday games first, as we had the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-20. to Patrick Mahomes had 195 passing yards, two touchdowns. He had the exit of the game for a little bit due to a uh, sprained ankle. It looked a lot worse, uh, and he was in a lot of pain but he was able to just tape up his ankle and he toughed it out and played the rest of the game. Chad Henney did come in for a little bit and he did score a touchdown, so he filled in pretty well while Mahomes was absent. And Mahomes has came out and said that he will be playing next weekend and I believe he was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain, which normally that would sideline players for a few weeks, but he's going to play next weekend, so I mean, props to him for being a tough guy. And... Isaiah Pacheco, 12 carries, 95 yards. He looked great. He had one long run where he, I mean, his acceleration was insane. I mean, he took off quick, and he almost scored on that play, but, man, he he was really good in that game. And then Travis Kelsey, 14 catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. I believe he broke some sort of record. I think that might have been the most catches in a single game in, like, the divisional, a divisional game or something like that. But, I mean, he was pretty much unstoppable. The Jacksonville... They could not stop Travis Kelsey, and they were playing off him so much. I don't really understand why they were playing off him so much. Like Travis Kelsey is a guy where you have to you have to press up against him, double team him, because he was he's not their only receiving threat, but he's definitely their best receiving threat. So I mean, they were playing off him a lot, and that led to them losing, unfortunately. Um, and then for Jacksonville, I mean, Doug Peterson did a great job with this group, um, and that's why he was named as a finalist for. Uh, coach of the year spoiler alert for the next segment um, but I mean Trevor Lawrence he had a great year didn't have a great game in that one but he didn't he didn't lose in the game Travis Etienne 62 rushing yards and a touchdown uh, I mean Zay Jones had a great game Christian Kirk had a good game um, so yeah it was a great season for Jacksonville and I expect them to have a great season next year as well Next, we had the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Giants 38-7. to I mean, the Eagles looked pretty much unstoppable in that game. Um, Jalen Hurts, 154 passing yards, two touchdowns. He also had nine carries for 34 yards and a touchdown. So he, they didn't really use him too much. I think he was still battling an injury, but he still looked very good. Um, Kenneth Gainwell, 12 carries, 112 yards and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, 17 for 90. Um, and then Devontae Smith, 6-for-61 in a touchdown. Dallas Goddard was 5-for-58 in a touchdown. So, I mean, Philadelphia, their offense still looked as good as it usually is. And for the Giants, I mean, their season ended pretty disappointing, but, I mean, they, they have to be pretty happy with the way this season turned out. Brian Dable, he did a really, really good job with his team. I mean, this team doesn't have a whole lot of talent, at least on the offensive side. 
And he, like, the fact that he led this team to the playoffs was just so impressive. And, I mean, we'll talk about Brian Dable in the NFL honor segment. Um, but I think that he has a very good chance of winning coach of the year. Next, we'll move on to the Sunday games, which we have the Cincinnati Bengals defeating the Buffalo Bills 27-10. to I mean, I chose the Bengals to win this game, but I didn't think they would win by three possessions. Joe Burrow, 242 passing yards, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon, 20 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, 5 for 61 and a touchdown. Hayden Hurst, 5 for 59 and a touchdown. Um, I mean, Cincinnati, their offense looked great. Their defense looked great. Buffalo couldn't really get anything going on offense. I mean, it was just a really, really great game for Cincinnati. Josh Allen, 264 passing yards. He also threw an interception. Uh, he did have a rushing touchdown, um, but they couldn't really get the run game going. I mean, Cincinnati's run defense is so good. And then in the receiving game, Dawson Knox was 5 for 65. Diggs only had four catches for 35 yards. So, again, their offense couldn't really get going. And Cincinnati... I mean, they really showed, like, a lot of uh, a lot of people are out there talking about, like, Buffalo and Kansas City as some of the better teams in the AFC. Nobody really talked about Cincinnati. And I think that Cincinnati is showing why they should be talked about more as one of the better teams in the AFC. And finally, we had the San Francisco 49ers defeating the Dallas Cowboys 19-12. to um, Very low-scoring game, pretty much what I expected. Um, as both teams have a great defense, not a whole lot of offense in this game. Uh, for the 49ers, Brock Purdy was 19 for 29, 214 yards. Didn't do a whole lot, but he didn't really have to do a whole lot as Dallas's offense struggled in this game. Um, I mean, George Kittle had a, one of the crazier catches we've seen, uh, five for 95. Um, and then Dak Prescott, 206 passing yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, I mean, a very, very disappointing game for him. Tony Pollard got hurt in this game, and he did undergo surgery. So hopefully he'll be good to go for next season. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a really nice game, 10 for 117. But outside of C.D. Lamb, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, offense for the Cowboys. I mean, I thought maybe Gallup could step up, but he didn't even have a catch. Dalton Schultz was 5 for 27. He was okay. Um, But, yeah, outside of C.D. Lamb, there wasn't a whole lot of offensive playmakers for Dallas in that game. So I think Dallas's main focus, I know there's a lot of fans out there saying that Dak should be, that they need to move on from Dak. I don't think we need to move on from him yet. I just think we need to surround him with more talent. Um, Restructure Zeke's contract, franchise tag Tony Pollard. Uh, Try to re-sign Dalton Schultz if you can, but again, uh, he'll probably leave and maybe Jake Ferguson will step up at starting tight end, but Again, um, season ends for the Cowboys, and the 49ers are moving on to the NFC Championship to face the Philadelphia Eagles. So the San Francisco 49ers are going against the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship. Uh, this game will be at Philadelphia. The Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 46. Um, this should be a really fun game to watch, as both teams have a great defense, both teams have a great offense. Um, this, is, this is what I predicted the NFC Championship to be. And I predicted the Niners to win, and I still believe that they can. I mean, the Eagles looked very good against the Giants, but um, Brock Purdy, uh, he just he's he keeps getting it done. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot against Dallas, but 
he didn't turn the ball over, and that's really all you could ask for, as Dallas's defense is one of the better defenses in the league, and Philadelphia has a great defense as well. So, I mean, as long as Brock Purdy doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Niners can win this game. I mean, Christian McCaffrey didn't do a whole lot last week. He was dealing with an injury, but he said he should be good to go. Um, and then for Philadelphia, I mean, Jalen Hurts looked pretty good last week. Their run game was really good last week. Um, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch, and I think it's going to be close. But I do think that the 49ers will pull out uh, Philadelphia with a W and move on to the Super Bowl. And then in the AFC Championship, we have the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. These two teams met in the AFC Championship last year, and Cincinnati ended up winning that game. And in, every time these two teams meet, it's just a really fun game to watch. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, both of them are MVP finalists. Um, I mean, both teams have a great offense, and the Bengals have a great defense. Kansas City's defense is okay, um, but I think that they're beatable for sure. Um, so Kansas City, they're, I believe they're one point favorites and the over-under is 47. Um, I actually, I do think that Cincinnati will win this game. I had these two teams in my predictions. I had these two teams meeting in the AFC championship and I did have Cincinnati winning, which means I think that the Super Bowl will be Cincinnati versus, uh, San Francisco. And I think Cincinnati will win that game as well, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. Um, so Cincinnati, um, I think that they will win this game. Just because their defense has just been playing very well. I mean, I don't think they're not going to shut down Mahomes. I'm not saying that at all. Mahomes will be playing with a bit of an injury, but that's not going to stop him. Uh, I still think the offense will be fine, and it's going to be a close game. But I think Cincinnati will win this game, not just because of their high-powered offense, but because I think their defense will be able to um, help them win this game. And if Mahomes has like a is in a scenario where he has to drive a game-winning drive, I think Cincinnati's defense can stop him. So that was the conference championship preview, and now let's move on to the NFL honors predictions. So the first award we're going to talk about is the assistant coach of the year. There are three finalists, and they are Ben Johnson, who was the offensive coordinator for the Lions, D'Amico Ryans, who was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, and Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. So each one of these guys very well deserved for being a finalist. And a couple of these guys have interviewed for head coaching jobs. I know Steichen interviewed with Carolina before Carolina eventually decided to hire Frank Reich. And D'Amico Ryans is also doing some interviews for a head coaching job. And I, I actually think that D'Amico Ryan is going to win this award because what he has done with San Francisco's defense has been incredible. I mean, their defense, their defense has always been good, but their defense has been the best in the league, in my opinion. And Nick Bosa had a career year. And Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in the league. I mean, D'Amico Ryans has done a very, very good job for uh, the 49ers defense. And I think that he will get a head coaching job uh, when it's all said and done. Next, we're going to talk about the Coach of the Year award. And we have five finalists. We have Brian Dayball for the Giants, Sean McDermott for the Bills, Doug Peterson for the Jaguars, Kyle Shanahan for the 49ers, and Nick Sirianni for the Eagles. So all five of these coaches... They definitely deserve to win this award, but I think that Brian Dayball will win this award because what he has done with this Giants team has just been incredible. Nobody expected the Giants to even make the playoffs or even win a playoff game. I mean, they beat the Vikings in the first round, and yes, they lost by a lot to the Eagles. I mean, still, what what we saw uh, 
what we saw with Brian Dayball with this team is, was just absolutely incredible. Daniel Jones had a great year. Saquon Barkley had a great year. And, I mean, they don't have, like, any great wide receivers. I mean, Isaiah Hodgins, who they picked up in the middle of the season, he's been great. And, I mean, it was just absolutely incredible what he's done with this team. And I think that he'll definitely win the Coach of the Year award. Next, we have the Comeback Player of the Year. And we have three finalists, and they are Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. And, I mean, all three of these guys definitely deserve this award. But I think that Geno Smith is going to win this award because, I mean, before the season started, everyone didn't really think that Geno Smith would lead the Seahawks to the playoffs. I mean, I mean, everyone thought that the Seahawks would have the first pick and that Geno Smith would be not a great quarterback because he hasn't really been a great quarterback throughout his entire career. But I mean, Geno Smith came in and he proved everybody wrong. He had um, a career high in uh, passing yards in his career. Uh, let me pull up his stats real quick. So he finished the season with 4,282 passing yards, 30 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And he also finished with a 69.8 completion percentage, which was the highest in the league. And he was also named to his first ever Pro Bowl. So, Geno Smith just had a career year. And, I mean, I know, like, most of the time with comeback, of the, comeback player of the years, they're coming back from an injury. But, I mean, this, is, this was just an incredible story uh, this season. And I think that Geno Smith should win the award. Next, we have Defensive Rookie of the Year. And the three finalists are Sauce Gardner, Tariq Woolen, and Aiden Hutchinson. And I think that Sauce Gardner is definitely going to win this award. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson and Tariq Woolen, both of those guys had great rookie seasons, but Sauce Gardner came in and he was just instantly one of the better corners in the league. I mean, he started every game this season. He had two interceptions. Uh, he had, he led the league in pass deflections with 20 and I mean, 75 tackles, three tackles for loss, a QB hit. Uh, he was named to the pro bowl and he also made the first team all pro and, I mean, he just had an incredible season, and he's definitely one of the better corners in the league, and I think he'll be, I mean, we, we could see him as being the best corner in the NFL in the next few years. I mean, that's how good he's been this year. So I think Sauce Gardner will definitely win the award for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Next, we have Offensive Rookie of the Year, and we have three finalists, and they are Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, and Garrett Wilson. How about the Seahawks and the Jets? They both have players that are finalists for Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year. They had a very good draft class. Um, but anyway, um, as far as I think who will win this award, I think that it'll be Ken Walker. I mean, Brock Purdy, what he's done has been incredible, and maybe if he like leads the team to the Super Bowl, they could possibly give him the award. But uh, seeing what Ken Walker has done since he took over as a starter has just been incredible. Uh, he's played in 15 games, and he started 11 of those games. And he had... Uh, 1,050 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. And that was only in 11 games. Like if he played all 17 games, he probably would have had a little over 1,500 rushing yards. He's super fast, uh, very agile. I mean, Kenneth Walker, he's definitely going to be one of the better running backs in the league for the next few years. Um, so I think Kenneth Walker will definitely win this award. Next, we have Offensive Player of the Year. And we have four finalists for this award. And they are Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, all four of these guys had very, very good years. But 
I think the one who deserves the award the most is definitely Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson this season, he was incredible. He had 128 receptions, which led the league, 1,809 receiving yards, which also led the league, eight touchdowns, and he also was named to the Pro Bowl and named first-team All-Pro. So he had one of the better wide receiver years you can think of. I mean, not as good as Cooper Cup last season or, you know, like Calvin Johnson, but again, he had a very, very good season. And I mean, the Vikings have talked about uh, not restructuring his contract, but giving him an extension and he definitely deserves it. And if he does get an extension, he's going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Next, we have defensive player of the year and we have three finalists for this award. We have Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. Um, I think this is pretty close. Um, I mean, all three of these guys have had very good years and, at first, I thought it was going to be Micah Parsons, but, I mean, Nick Bosa this year has had an incredible year, and I think that he'll I think he'll end up winning the award as this season. He led the league in sacks with 18 and a half. Uh, he also had 51 combined tackles, uh, 19 tackles for loss, 48 QB hits. I mean, he was just a force to be reckoned with, and he was named to the Pro Bowl, and he was also named first-team All-Pro. So, I mean... I think Nick Bosa will win the award, but I wouldn't be surprised if Micah Parsons wins the, wins the award also, but I think it'll be Nick Bosa. And finally, we have the Most Valuable Player Award, or the MVP. We have five finalists for this award, and we have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's cool to see an, a non-quarterback uh, be named a finalist. But I do think that a quarterback will win this award, and I think it'll be Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, this season, he was named to the Pro Bowl, and he was also named first-team All-Pro. He led the league in yards per game with 308.8. He also led the league in QBR with 77.7. He led the league in passing yards with 5,250. And he led the league in touchdown passes with 41. So, I mean, a lot of people thought, like, maybe Mahomes won't be as good this year because he doesn't have Tyree Kill. But that was not the case. He was very, very good this season. And I think the Tyree Kill trade just showed that Mahomes doesn't need Tyree Kill, but also Tyree Kill doesn't need Mahomes because Tyree Kill had a very good season as well. But Mahomes, I think he'll win the MVP. I think it'll be a close race, but I do think that Mahomes is definitely going to win the award. So those are all of the NFL honor finalists and who I think will win those awards. And with that being said, that will do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in and enjoy the conference championship games this Sunday. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to today's podcast. I'm Gage Berlingame, and I will see you all next time. Goodbye.